Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness by Timothy Keller, a compelling exploration of inner peace and liberation through the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Published in 2012, this book offers a transformative journey towards genuine rest by advocating for blessed self-forgetfulness. It encourages readers to break free from the endless cycle of seeking validation and the burden of self-condemnation, pointing the way towards a life of grace and true freedom. Timothy Keller, the author of this insightful work, is a best-selling author, renowned speaker and pastor whose teachings have resonated with millions globally. His other notable works include The Reason for God and The Prodigal God. Keller's impact extends beyond the written word through his influential Timothy Keller Sermons podcast, where he discusses theology, culture, and the life-changing power of the gospel. The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness is a must-read for anyone on a quest for intellectual and spiritual depth. Whether you are wrestling with questions of faith and doubt or simply in search of practical, inspiring Christian insights, this book offers profound guidance on embracing a life marked by freedom and grace. Join us as we explore Keller's pathway to self-forgetfulness, a journey that promises liberation from the self-imposed chains of validation-seeking and self-critique. The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness, The Path to True Christian Joy Introduction Discover the Liberation in forgetting yourself. In a world where your value seems incessantly judged by your latest Instagram post or the milestones on your resume, it's easy to get caught in the tangled web of self-scrutiny and comparison. This cycle, though familiar to many, is a taxing journey steered by our ego, a force that tirelessly seeks validation from the world around us. But what if there was a way to break free from this cycle to find a sense of peace and fulfillment that isn't anchored in the approval of others? Embark on an insightful journey into understanding the ego and its pitfalls guided by the profound teachings of the Apostle Paul. Unlike the relentless quest for self-affirmation through external accolades, Paul presents an alternative, a transformative perspective of self-worth and esteem rooted in self-forgetfulness. It might sound counterintuitive at first, but imagine the possibilities of a life where your identity isn't tied to your latest achievement, the number of followers you have, or how you perceive others see you. Instead, envision finding contentment in the simple profound recognition of being a beloved child of God. This narrative isn't about denouncing personal achievements or lowering your self-esteem. Rather, It's about disentangling your actions and accomplishments from your inherent worth as a person. By embracing this mindset, you're not diminishing your value. You're aligning it with something unfaltering and true. The outcome? Instead of the exhausting cycle of seeking validation and fearing judgment, you're invited into a state of peace, a serene acceptance that fosters joy and genuine self-appreciation without the constant need for external approval. Part 1. Find serenity beyond the chase, understanding the ego's hold. Have you ever felt like you're always one step behind, endlessly chasing accolades, validation, 
and the ever-elusive next big thing. That sensation, that ceaseless pursuit, is propelled by a force deeply rooted within us, our ego. And in an eye-opening analysis, the Apostle Paul brings to light the true nature of our ego, likening it to being overinflated or swollen, capturing its essence perfectly. Let's delve into Paul's insights on the ego, revealing it as empty, painful, busy, and fragile. To start, the ego's emptiness is akin to trying to fill a gap in your soul with things that never seem to fit. It's the hollow pursuit of accolades and acceptance, an endless quest that leaves us feeling more void than fulfilled. Philosophers, including Soren Kierkegaard, have echoed this sentiment, indicating this futile endeavor of pretending to be self-reliant while sidelining our need for a higher purpose or calling. Next, consider the pain the ego brings. It's the discomfort felt in moments of seeing others succeed, the sting of feeling unseen or undervalued. This pain stems from the ego's insatiable need for acknowledgement and comparison. Then there's the busyness of the ego, constantly keeping us on a hamster wheel of competition, seeking to surpass others to stand out. It's an endless race, but toward what end? Finally, the fragility of the ego is perhaps its most ironic trait. Similar to an overinflated balloon, it's at constant risk of being popped leaving us feeling defeated and insignificant the moment our ego faces a setback. But fear not, for Paul offers wisdom on transcending the confinements of our ego. The first step? Acknowledging our true essence. You are not merely the sum of your achievements, followers, or material wealth. Your worth is immeasurable and stems from something far greater. Being a cherished creation of God. This realization invites us to let go of this perpetual need to prove ourselves. The second step Paul suggests is to pivot our focus. Rather than amassing a catalog of personal triumphs, we're encouraged to look outward, to serve, to see the strengths in others, and to embrace humility. Reflecting on Mother Teresa's words, if you judge people, you have no time to love them, highlights the power of shifting our perspective from critiquing to appreciating and understanding, embracing our identity in God, and fostering humility not only relieves us from the ego's exhausting demands, but also unveils a life filled with purpose, peace, and profound fulfillment. It's a journey from competing to contentment, from proving to peace. By embracing ourselves as beloved children of God, we find true freedom, a sanctuary from the ego's relentless grasp. Part 2. Step into the freedom of forgetting yourself. Have you ever been caught in the relentless stream of self-examination, constantly assessing whether you're living up to your own expectations or those set by others? It's a familiar scenario for many, but it begs the question, is there a way out of this cycle of self-obsession? The answer might just lie in the wisdom shared by the Apostle Paul who adopted a standpoint on self-esteem and self-worth that might seem radical to many. Paul had this to say about criticism and self-evaluation. I don't care what you think about me. I don't even care what I think about me. Imagine that level of detachment from the opinions of others, or even from your own inner critic. To paint a clearer picture, think about the last time you presented at work. 
the anxiety of wondering what your boss, peers, or clients thought might have been overwhelming. Paul's approach offers a different perspective, one where neither the opinions of others nor his own self-judgment held any power over him. You might have heard advice suggesting that the best course of action is to define your standards and live by them, sidestepping the expectations of others. Decide who you want to be and just be that person, they say. While it sounds straightforward, it's not that simple in practice. Whether it's not meeting your parents, societies, or your standards, the outcome is the same. Feeling inadequate. So if living by the expectations of others or by our standards isn't the answer, what is? Taking inspiration from Paul might be our best bet. Paul recognized his flaws and achievements, but refused to let them define him. He distinguished his actions from his identity. Keller introduces us to what he dubs the Paul Way, a journey of self-forgetfulness that transcends the notions of low or high self-esteem. It's about not anchoring your self-worth to anyone's opinion, including your own. Consider an Olympic athlete who doesn't win gold, but feels joy in their performance and genuine happiness for the winner. Their focus isn't on winning or losing, but on the joy of participating. How then can we incorporate this philosophy into our lives? Start by distinguishing your actions from your identity. For instance, if you falter at work, remind yourself, I made a mistake, but that doesn't define me. Your actions, good or bad, do not dictate your identity. Next, nurture a mindset of self-forgetfulness. Rather than obsessing over how an action reflects on you, relish the moment itself. If you excel in a work presentation, enjoy the accomplishment without linking it to your self-worth. Embarking on this path of self-forgetfulness might feel daunting, but the rewards are unparalleled. It promises a sense of peace freed from the shackles of perpetual self-analysis. It's an invitation to a life lived with humility, not about viewing yourself more or less favorably, but about thinking of yourself less. This approach creates space for a life enriched by experience, unmarred by constant self-scrutiny or the judgment of others. Part 3. Embrace the verdict before the performance. Imagine navigating life as if it were a never-ending trial where every deed and decision is scrutinized as evidence to prove your worth. It's a scenario many of us face, trapped in a relentless pursuit of validation, whether from those around us or the harshest judge of all, ourselves. Yet, Paul's profound wisdom unveils a lighter path, guided by the notion that the only judgment that ultimately matters is God's. This is not a stance of indifference or neglect, but a transformative liberation from the exhaustive theatrics of ceaselessly seeking affirmation. Within this metaphor lies the crux of Paul's teachings, the divine liberation found when one recognizes that the trial has concluded. With God's judgment as the final word, Paul found a way to anchor his self-worth beyond the fluctuating opinions and validations of earthly measures. Take for example, Sam and Lily. Sam, the embodiment of the overachiever, relentlessly pours himself into his work, driven by a deep-seated need for acknowledgement, to hear the verdict that he is indeed successful and valuable. Lily, conversely, curates a perfectly manicured life on social media, eagerly awaiting likes and comments, a 
a silent plea for the verdict that she is desirable and cherished. Yet this quest is a Sisyphean task. Even luminaries like Madonna confess to being ensnared in this relentless chase for an elusive, ultimate validation. This incessant pursuit begs the question, how does one escape this cyclical need for affirmation? The pivotal transformation suggested is a shift in mindset from seeking validation through performance to embracing the verdict first and letting your actions flow from a place of affirmed worth. This is not to say that striving for excellence or self-improvement becomes obsolete. On the contrary, it's about engaging in these pursuits not as a means to validate your worth or to garner approval, but from a foundational belief in your intrinsic value and significance. This is the heartbeat of Christianity, where God's verdict on your life precedes your performance. The moment faith is instilled, you are deemed valuable, loved, and vital in His eyes, thereby making the relentless daily battle for validation unnecessary. The ultimate verdict is already decreed. Adopting this perspective not only frees you from the exhaustive cycle of performance and approval-seeking, but elevates your focus towards what truly matters. It is a call to live cognizant of the fact that the most critical opinion, God's, is already favorably cast in your favor, declaring you valuable, loved, and significant. Final Summary Caught in a relentless pursuit of approval, our egos drive us into a spiraling dance of validation and comparison. This endless race, exhaustively fueled by our craving for acknowledgement from others and our incessant self-judgment, finds a beacon of relief in the teachings of the Apostle Paul. He offers us a way out by fundamentally shifting our understanding of identity and worth away from external affirmations and introspective criticism. Paul's revolutionary outlook invites us to disentangle our sense of self from our deeds, refusing to be ensnared by the fleeting judgments of the world or the often too harsh court of our self-perception. He advocates for a profound understanding of our intrinsic worth, anchored in the divine recognition of our identity in God, alongside nurturing a heart of humility. To walk hand in hand with Paul's wisdom in our journey towards self-liberation, carry these pivotal insights close to your heart. Firstly, redefine the relationship between your actions and your identity. Understand that your essence is not dictated by your mistakes or triumphs. Rather than perceiving setbacks as deficits in your value, approach them as channels for learning and growth. Secondly, embrace the grace of self-forgetfulness. Shift the spotlight from an inward focus on self to a broader vision centered on serving others and celebrating their achievements without the shadow of comparison. By altering our lens and rooting our peace in our divine identity, we liberate ourselves from the perpetual treadmill of self-evaluation. The path to a richer, more contented existence lies not in the echo chambers of external approval, but in recognizing our inherent worth that emanates from a deeper, unshakable source. The final verdict on our value resonates from within, echoed in the whispers of the divine, not in the fleeting applause of the world. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. 
If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.